Alright everybody, it's uh, another edition of the podcast, it's episode number 70, and it's November 5th. I think that's everything, so let's just get into it, let's call uh, Danny Diggler right now. Here we go. Is your captain speaking? Captain. Hello. It's How we doing? A while. <laughs> doing good. Doing good. Moving on. Looking forward. Yeah, how is everything with the family? Uh, everything's good. I got a buddy of mine. He's over at Skankfest. You ever hear of Skankfest? I'm, not, I'm unfamiliar with Skankfest. It's a big comedian thing, get together. And uh, he met this girl that does these, you know, they get in these rooms and stuff. And she's like, I'm going to sit on your face. And I saw her. He sent me a picture and he's in the background. You remember Kenny, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was like on episode number one, ironically enough. And you, you told you told me he's never allowed back on. Well, he's been banned. <laughs> so he's at he's at Skank Fest and he's sending me these pictures. He's got this all access pass and everything. He's you know because he knows a lot of the comedians, but he has this gal there that is totally like, I'm gonna fuck you. Like, you know how that is when you go somewhere and there's this girl that's like, I'm gonna fuck you. And you're like, okay, like when, now, later, I mean, before the show, after the show, I mean, I'm a guy, I can kind of go whenever, but he knows he's down there and he's ready to get laid. And I saw him in the background and uh, I go, oh, is that that, is that that girl I sent a hundred dollars to to like suck your dick? Hey, Skank Vest is uh, actually happening. Yeah, you're right. Right now, it's in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, November fifth through the seventh. I'm looking online right now. No, he's having it. Kenny's having a great time. He knows a lot of good people down there. He knows a lot of the inside people too. You got to remember when a lot of these comics came through town. He was the guy that would pick him up at the airport and drive him around. Right. Right. So. Right. Yeah, he he got to know he got to know a lot of these guys. He loves that thing. That's that's the funny thing is he loves comedy. So I was like, "Have you thought about writing anything of your own?" He goes, "No, I just love being around him." Like, it's like being around a rock star. He's he's a he's a comic groupie. He'll just drive you around, probably, really, probably buy you lunch. I, I I wouldn't call him a groupie. I mean, no, I mean, he'll, he'll like help you out if you're coming into town. I think he realizes that comics like don't make as much money as we think they do. So they do need people to pick them up at the airport. It's that's, that is true. Huh? Oh, that's totally true. Cause they're making like maybe, I don't know, fucking 500 bucks. To fly, it, to fly yeah. in somewhere to do it. 
They they are totally or less, or they're doing it for free. No, but I mean, I mean, I mean, think about the art. Think about the art. They enjoy it so much that they're like, I can barely get by if somebody can pick me up at the airport. And thank God for podcasts and all this stuff so people can kind of connect and stuff like that. That's what I think the positive thing is. Yeah. You know, with it. Totally. But uh, go. let's go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> let's go, Brandon. Did, did they? Do, it, are they saying "Let's go, Brandon"? It, How stupid could that woman be? Isn't it? It isn't it funny that that Madonna. All these people are like got on the stage and they're like, "I feel like burning down their White House." Fuck Trump! All this shit. I mean, they did all this shit. Like fuck! Like literally, Robert De Niro walked up on the stage and said. Fuck Trump. Yet, we as conservatives have this little thing that's called, it's an acronym or, a, or whatever you call it. It's, it's one of those things where you know what it means, but it's more polite. It's not, it's not trying to be rude. And honestly, it's, it's, it's an attack on fake news because they were saying, fuck Joe Biden. And she, at that race, she goes, oh, they're saying, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. So we made it a national live stream meme. This is the first live stream meme that's ever been created. Right. So officially, officially, Diggs and I will be selling Let's Go, Brandon t-shirts and hoodies on Totally Corrupt Live uh, if you want to support the cause. Right, Diggs? Totally. Totally. Dude, I mean, seriously, Let's Go Brandon should be going on for a long time. And I honestly think we're at the uh, ass end of the trip if we're just trying to order T-shirts and hoodies and stuff right now because it's been going on for a while. I mean, it's just like... I'm I'm riding the Let's Go Brandon train home till 2024. I'm telling you that right now. So if you're on board with that, go to totallycorrupt.live and get a Let's Go Brandon and Totally Corrupt co-branded t-shirt. We'll, 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 they'll be up by, this time, by the time this fucking thing airs. But anyway, uh, I think that Let's Go Brandon represents more than just like fuck Joe, Bri- <clears throat> fuck Joe Biden because that's what everybody was chanting. But, like, I think it also represents, like, the hypocrisy of, like, the fake news. Like, how stupid could that reporter literally... She hears everybody in that stadium saying, fuck Joe Biden. And... Oh, they're saying... They're saying, let's go, go, Brandon. For real? There's four things that let's go, Brandon, uh, terminate. First of all, I got to do my dab. But after that, um, first thing, let's go, Brandon. All this shit. The uh, Virginia governor race 
who the lieutenant governor was a black woman who is not an American citizen. Well, yeah, that's totally, she's, she's Jamaica. Jamaica. She's from Jamaica. She's from Jamaica. She's a wonderful woman. And they were trying to say that the Virginia race up and down ballot was about people that feel comfortable with white supremacy. But right. So how is that, how is that I mean, possible? It's like, She's she's a, she's a, she's a black she's a black woman who uh, served this country as a marine, and she's an immigrant, and she loves the America, and she wanted to run for governor. Uh, Her father came over in 1963 at the heart, the 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 tippy top of uh, division when it comes to racial division, and he still said at that time. This is, honey, this is still the best country. We we gotta go. Right. We gotta go there because we have a chance. And now, not only did he have a chance, and he probably was successful because he's a positive guy. That's the one thing I don't I don't I don't hear about people saying. I mean, everybody's so depressed and so this and that. It's like, well, if you're depressed, well, how can you actually do a good job? You can't. You can't. You got to figure out how to be kind of like, you know, fuck, it's kind of nice I have a job. I'm not sitting at home playing fucking video games. I got a job. I I mean, like with me, for an example, my mother just passed away not too long ago, but for me, I needed some time off, but it was really nice to get back to work. Like life goes on. Like you, you, you got to be stronger. You, you know, you got to be stronger. Right. Like I mean, listen. I think your mom would want you to be doing good anyway. That's all she ever. That's all she ever wanted you to do anyway. It's like just keep being yourself and being, you know, moving through life. I mean, I would. I wouldn't want anybody to stop pursuing their dreams I or their, or you know doing whatever they're doing because I fucking died. You know, I'd be. No, lot. but the thing, the thing is, is the thing is, I got to remember is that when I think about good things, like me and you, or like me and Stony, me and Pruitt, me and couple, you know, I try to think about like all the good things, like you know, and like yeah, my mom's gone. She's gone. But every time I kind of break a tear, it's because it was good times. Like, you know, maybe it's even when, when she was pain in the ass or, you know, I was trying to help her out and we were, you know, but I mean, that's life. You go through life and you try to just figure it out the best you can. And, uh, you, you try to look back and be like, ah, that was kind of funny or, you know, it's not like you go out to offend people. You actually go out to have a good time throughout your entire life. And it's so weird when you get away from your home and you go outside. All of a sudden, people are like, I don't know that guy. He might try to offend me. It's like, dude, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. That's the one thing I don't know. It's like, when you're at home and you're having a good time, but then you go out and somebody's, you know, 
giving you that eye or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, just got to keep moving on. Totally. Yes. We'll look up uh, indicted Hillary Clinton conspirator. Indicted uh, Durham, Durham, Durham just just got it just got arrested today. Durham, probe, uh, Durham probe arrest today. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! White House aide says Durham indicates put deep state plot on Hillary Clinton's doorstep. A top aide in Trump's White House says special counsel John Durham should interview Hillary Clinton. 23 hours ago. Washington okay, Examiner. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you want to know about so it? Backtrack, back, backtrack like four articles back. Go back. <laughs> there are no, I just Googled one thing. What happened? No, ser- seriously. This shit is happening. That whole uh, Russia... You know, when uh, Trump peed on all the prostitutes and when uh, right. there's a Russia collusion. Right. Yeah. They're literally like Durham is putting his hours in and he's and I think Trump knew this was going to take a long time. I think he really did. And he's like, you know what? I, I, I hope I win the next the re-election, but if I don't. If I don't run, there's going to be like uh, the guy from uh, DeSantis running, and people are going to be like, we're tired of this fucking bullshit. We didn't realize there was so much fucking... I mean, seriously, have you seen Hunter Biden's paintings? No. They're not worth $500,000. <laughs> I literally could... You, I could punch you in the face and have you just go... And we, we could get... Like, come on, like $525,000. Oh, my right? God. I just Googled that. I just Googled horrible. that shit. There's a, one of the pictures. I just Googled Hunter Biden paintings, and two of them are him. One's a very serious one of him, like, painting, you know, very seriously. And I'm looking at these don't things. Don't forget to be, give the big guy 10%, though. Don't. Don't forget to give the big guy ten percent. Well, they're not worth five hundred thousand dollars, but they're—I mean—they're worth whatever you think that they're worth. But they're very psychedelic. They're very psychedelic. They're worth. Uh, no, no, they are definitely worth access. Uh, they're psychedelic, so which I mean, you know, hey, if you're going to do drugs, they're worth access. It, we, it is the president's son. Right. Sure. I guess. I mean, is it? Access to the president of the United States by buying someone's like art. Gonzo. I mean, I don't know if it's access. Like Why would okay? If my dad was the president of the United States and I was selling art, would that by me selling my art does that give them access to my dad? I don't fucking think so. His art is selling higher than a Picasso, right? Because he's using his family name. It's a marketing thing. Who fucking cares? Go for it, dude. Get high, paint some pictures, sell them for a half million dollars. I don't fucking care. You know, he's like the fucking Paris Hilton of fucking the Biden family. Like, he shows his vagina. Okay, how about, and how about, how about when he was in the Ukraine? How about when he was flying with his father? 
to different countries to China. China signed a deal with him for billions of dollars. I don't know. He's not a fucking good dude. I'm not giving, I'm not saying he's <laughs> he's not a good dude, but like and there's okay, probably okay, there's probably okay. something up to selling okay. art because art is so subjective. You could say this this fucking painting is worth a million million mind, dollars to me. And you could I say it's worth one dollar. I do not mind the uh, sniffing a whole bunch of cocaine that's good and fucking prostitutes. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. But what I do mind most people don't is that is that he's he's a loser and he's writing strictly off of his father's coattails. So what? Because there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot of losers like that influence. out there. There's access to influence. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Access to influence. You sound like and you sound like a jealous you, you sound like a jealous bitch or something because it's like it doesn't really like, are you why do you care? I mean, you well, keep, what do you keep? You keep going I, I on about this gotta, selling access. I can't I gotta, let this go because care, it's so I fucking. Care, I care ass because backwards. I gotta pay for this as a taxpayer. If shit goes fucked up, shit looks like. It, I mean, I think our president looks like he's has to have his diapers changed. I mean, he shit at the Vatican. Okay. He shit at the Vatican. He he shit at the Vatican. That's great. He he did. But the thing is, is that you have a guy that doesn't even know that he has a bill that he's about to sign if it comes to him that says all the illegal immigrants that were separated that cross the border illegally. When the families were separated, each each family member is going to receive four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right, and I'm just questioning that because I'm like, okay, how about all the uh, legal immigrants that are trying to get in the country and they have to wait because all these fuckers are bypassing them, and they want to come in here and they want to work and they. They put in the time, they put in the effort, so obviously they're coming over here with higher degrees, higher education, higher job skills. Isn't that what you would want to uh, kind of drive a nation? I mean, we got plenty of land, we could expand it, but you want to bring in a lot of these uh, uneducated people across the border, for the most part. And uh, if they are separated at the border, you're going to give them $450,000 per family member for your distress. I and would... the, uh, the, the people that survived 9-11, they had $400,000 delivered to their family. So you're giving the people that cross the border illegally Illegally, $450,000. I wonder if I could, like, denounce my American citizenship, <sighs> jump over the border, try to cross, 
and then be like, hey, I like my $450,000. Like, okay. So then Biden goes, no fucking way. That's not happening. There's a clip of him saying that. And if I can, yeah, because he doesn't. If I can splice it in, I'll splice it in the podcast at this point right now. I I, I think so, too. Uh, About the way forward, Mr. President, as you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay, so... $450,000 per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under under the last administration. That's not going to happen. But anyway, carry on. Biden says, basically, uh, that... He's like, no fucking way. No one's getting $450,000 if they're separated from their Biden family. Biden has no idea what's going on. Right, exactly. He has no idea what's going on. So I have a conspiracy theory. I have a conspiracy theory about that. I think that AOC is probably the one that pushed this and is pushing this fucking, you know, uh, the, 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 the division within their party. You know, the progressives in their party came up with this and they're pushing it and then Biden's like a what because he's not really part of that gang you know what I'm saying there's a gang within the Democrats and they are these extreme progressives like the Bernie Sanders and AOC's and her little squad right yeah so I think that she's pushing that to see what kind of you know support she'll get from her president without asking his permission. She thinks that he should just go with it, and Biden's like, wait a minute. He has no idea. He does... He is dementia-fucking-ridden. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Anyways, um... It's... It's, it's, it's not gonna happen. I don't think anybody... That's not gonna... The way money gets approved in Congress is like three or four steps, and no one's going to let that happen, especially the president has the veto power of something like that. He'll be like, fuck that. You, you know what the good thing that happened? But if he flips his, if he flip, if he flips his script on that, though, then we got problems. You know the good thing that happened is that when Youngkin uh, won, Youngkin for Virginia... Youngkin is not the black woman, by the way. No, the white guy, but he was running against uh, Mick Mickelis or right. Mark or Exactly. So he wins. Yeah, whatever. I feel like I'm choking every time I'm trying to say the guy's name. And uh, <laughs> you need anyway, a napkin. Um, Young Youngkin. I might have COVID. Uh, can you, I need a shot? Anyway, no. But when they battled, they had that whole thing was like, he's like, I don't think parents should have anything to say about schools and what they're teaching their kids. And it's like, what? I'm paying for that. 
I'm literally paying for that. You just told me I don't have a say as a parent. Not that I'm a parent, but it's like, I knew as soon as that came up, I was like, oh, you Democrats all fucked up. You all fucked up. You all fucked up. You created a fucking tsunami. This whole BLM, this whole everything, bum, 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 bum. You know what? You know what happens? People that decide to have kids, they have kids, and they're called parents. And you're telling them, ah, they don't have any uh, say in what we teach their kids. What? Dude, like, first of all, uh, my parents, tax, my taxes pay your salary. Age five or six. What? Our taxes pay their salary, and you're also sitting there saying that uh, you elitist fucking Democrats are smarter than everybody else, and that we're so smart that parents don't even get to make decisions about their kids. That's basically what they said. Oh, totally. So, I mean, of course there's going to be an uprising and an overthrow. And there was. That's a, that was a real election that happened in Virginia. A real one. And you know what? There was even bullshit in there, I'm sure. But, like, no one was throwing millions of dollars into uh, the Virginia uh, uh, governor race. Like, in 2020, there was. There was, like, fucking people from California contributing to people in blue states to keep the fucking state blue. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I mean, it was dirty, dirty in 2020. Oh, it's totally nasty. Totally nasty. I mean, Stacey Abrams still thinks she's governor. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? Go ahead and try to write it out. Keep talking, and, you know, as long as you want to keep putting yourself out there, I mean, I feel like you can definitely get a lot more done as a private citizen than you could as someone in power. I literally look at everything politics-wise, everything. Everything. It's like literally being back in high school again. Literally, I thought I grew out of it. I'm fucking 45. And I got these girls over here that, that think that they're still cute and they have problems with this and that. And, and there's always the smart people in the uh, in the school, right? The valedictorian. Sure. Well, maybe you got a guy that's good in math. Maybe you got a guy that maybe, maybe you're also a sports guy. And you're like, hey, what about the basketball player? What about the football player? And look at all this stuff and we're like, hey, how do we get everything? How do we get everybody to their maximum potential? We'll encourage that. You know, can't do that anymore because uh, toxic mass and masculinity. What's it called? Toxic. We're, we're toxic somehow. Well, if no one tells you what to do, you won't know what to do. So we need someone to tell you what to do so that you can at least have a framework to work with to make your own opinions. So that's cool. Uh, this is my opinion. My opinion is as, as soon as chivalry died that's when everything died because chivalry was like opening doors, da, 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 da. toxic masculinity. 
You want to talk about toxic masculinity. You see that girl on the subway in New York when she told a black guy to chill? And he goes, you tell it to me one more time, don't worry. And she, she goes, will you just chill? And he socked her. Oh, he shit. socked her in the jaw. Thank God she didn't go down. She didn't fall. But she looked, and nobody else on the subway got into his face. Nobody said, you should not hit a woman. Black guys are able to hit a woman. And it's okay. Is that like a cultural, like a normality? Like, it's like, and he did it in front of his son. His son sees this. It's okay now. That's how you treat women. Nobody even well talking about this. I, okay. Nobody. Can nobody I can knows. I ask you something? You know, can I ask you something? If what? If, what? if if a woman like is in your fucking face like a dude like and won't fucking lay, lay down, are you just gonna just like you're a woman? I'm not gonna hit you. If you were literally being you, you know bullied what? like you, and you, you were actually back scared in day, back in the day that she well, might fucking this. stab you this. or shoot you or who the fucking knows. Think about this. Think about this. Back in the day, this is how it was. And I I listened to this on. Um, and I remembered it because it reminded me. So it's not just from him, but I remember it through my grandparents. Um, Stephen, uh, Stephen, uh, what's his name? Uh, Crowder. Louder with Crowder. Crowder. He was louder with Crowder. He was uh, talking about, like, back in the day... It, you know, because they were talking about all this weird shit. And he goes, no, back in the day, if a guy beat his wife, he would be pulled out and humiliated and beaten himself. But if he allowed his wife to beat him, he would be dragged out too. So what that means to me is that you keep shit calm in the house. Like, there shouldn't be a reason why a wife should want, should want to beat the shit out of the guy she married. There's no reason for a guy to... But I do understand anger and this and that. But, I mean, if you don't hit anybody, you definitely do not hit the person you married. You know what I mean? Like, the second one is, like, don't hit your father or your mother, you know. But when it comes to, you, like, your sisters and your brothers, you can hit them all you want. But for the main thing is you do not hit your wife or your or your husband. And then you don't hit your father and mother. Everybody else is open game. Yeah, well, I'm okay. So I'm reading the story. It's on Newsweek right now, and... and Basically, <clears throat> it's on Newsweek, and the woman's saying that to the black guy that you're wiling out, and the guy says back to her multiple times to mind your own business, you know. Uh, Chill out. Yeah. Chill out. 
He's like, get the now. He says, tell me, chill out one more time. Right. And fucking, she just was antagonizing him. And who knows what he had? Bad day. His kids being brats. I'm gonna beat the fuck out of this bitch because she's speed. She's she's, she's the straw that broke the her. camel's back. Would, would you do that? Put it this way. No, Put I would not way. do that. You are you you are man enough to know you could hurt her, but that but you chose not to hurt her, even if she insulted you. If you were in his position and you felt insulted, you wouldn't punch her. He punched her because he knew he could get away with it, and nobody was going to do anything. That guy is a pussy. Yeah, I, the only way you're going to react, I'm not going to. The only way you're going to react is if you actually have to defend yourself. Like, yo, I don't want to start a fight, but if you want to go, I'll end it quick. That's right. you, right? The the distance of your voice carrying, how far your voice can carry, you know, that's your. You can you can control what what's happening in that zone. Yeah, but hitting. Hitting when you saw that video and the way he hit the girl, it's like I was surprised that there was not another man on that train with any testosterone that stepped up and said, Yo, I mean, like, like Crowder said, there should have been six guys that jumped up right away and just beat the living shit out of that guy. Like, you do not treat a woman like that. Right. You don't. You don't. I mean, you literally thought you were going to get away with that. You know what I mean? You thought you were going to get away because you know she cannot fight that. Here's the other thing. You're on the fucking, you're on the New York subway. Everybody has a goddamn cell phone. You don't think someone's going to videotape that? Everybody, everybody's a pussy nowadays. There should have been six guys that jumped up and said, fuck you. And beat your ass in front of your kid. Yeah, there should have been a big. There should have been a. There should have been a brawl. You. Maybe there. Maybe there was. We're, we were there. We're we're all the we're all the people that like respect women's rights. All she said was, "Just chill out," and he socked her. That's all that happened. It's fucked up. I mean, it was like, and nobody did anything. They were like, okay. Okay, nobody, nobody got killed. We're just gonna get out of here. And big old, big old, big old dude. I'm not even calling him a black dude, but a big old dude to send a little, little, little girl. And uh, we're okay with that. Right. I mean, it's just like, where's your fucking brain? Yeah. I mean, if I thought that happened in front of me, I don't know if I could defend defend myself, but I would see something and be like, that's not right. Have you ever been to New York? You know, but never have. Don't think I never will. You shouldn't go. It's, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like it's the same old place it used to be. No, I went in 2019. And uh, I almost had to defend a sandwich shop owner 
from this crazy black guy who was on meth. I don't know what he was upset about, but he was yelling at the sandwich owner. Sandwich owner was and you're on vacation. Yeah, I got I got my bags. You're on vacation. I'm I'm uh, at Grand Central Station or whatever, right underneath like the fucking, you know, M, the 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 garden. You know, I'm like right there in downtown. Yeah. You, I don't know what the main train station is called. I think it's called Union Station. But I'm there at like fucking two in the morning with a fucking rolly fucking cart, you know, or luggage. I look like a tourist. But I'm not, I'm not just anybody, and fucking, I'm in there <clears throat> thinking I'm going to get a sandwich because I'm fucking starving, and I'm about to get on a plane and go home, and uh, this fucking black guy is just, like, fucking screaming at this sandwich shop owner, I'm like, I, at first, I'm like, I, I should probably just keep walking, but the dude, the sandwich shop owner guy looked legitimately scared, and he was there by himself. There were other people in yeah. there. There were other people in there. There were two other people, but they looked like they weren't going to engage at all. Like exactly what you're saying. People are pussies. They won't, they won't step up when people are being outrageous. <clears throat> and uh, so I'm in there, and I'm just looking at the guy. I'm looking right at him. And um, he's not even doesn't even know I'm there. And he's screaming at the guy. And then like two angels in the night, Two fucking New York cops come over my shoulder and literally come in and go, "Hey, what the fuck, dude?" Like, I mean, right? Be I mean, I was like a half a moment away of rear naked choking this motherfucker, and these two cops came in and just defused it quick. Like they didn't touch him or nothing. They just said, "Hey, what's going on?" And they did it super chill, like, like I mean, they did it authoritative, but like it was very calm and so. Because New York cops do not have an easy job. And Trump going there and, like, you know, thanking them a few weeks back. <clears throat> it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, they, they literally have the hardest job in America. They're the <laughs> most people against you. You're so outnumbered as a cop in New York versus, I mean, even L.A. too. L.A.'s got it rough, but New York's worse because, like, you know, the criminals hide in buildings that go up. You know, it's not like in L.A. where they're spread out on the streets and they're in houses. It's easier to contain, but, like, in New York, like, you got people that are running sections of buildings. Gangsters and drug dealers. and. Oh. <clears throat> hey, right here. This is the mem of the day. The mem. The mem. The mem. M-E-M. E. M-E-M-E. Meme? Uh, this is done by Kevin Sorbo. He used to play Hercules. Uh, he quoted this. I, I, I got a picture of this. I like this quote. It says, They know a society of strong men would never have allowed what's happening right now. That's why they attack masculinity first. Oh, yeah, totally. That makes sense. I mean, like, hey, you're the chauvinist, you're the racist, you're the this, you're the that. You know, I mean... You're the suppressor. You're right. the suppressor. You're the, you're, 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 you're the bad guy. You're the oh, bully. Oh, you don't like women? No, I just... I don't like... I mean, I barely get along with my wife. I mean, what do you want? What do you want from me? <laughs> 
I mean, people don't realize how good we got it in this country. Like, shit is pretty good, but people are trying to fuck it up. It's like, I mean, we definitely need to get crime down because people need to stop defunding police. I remember back in the day where I used to feel comfortable walking down to my corner store and getting a six pack of beer. And now I'm like, ah, uh, no, no. Oh. You won't walk in, you won't that. walk to Mr. Lee's and go get a fucking, you won't get white claw at Mr. Wheat Lee's. You won't, not after dark. you won't walk down there. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's, you know, it was really well, it's after dark. Mr. Mr. Lee's is located next to what used to be a Bandito's fucking biker bar, which is now closed, but uh, it was open for like 50, 60 years. 48th Street Pub. Hey, bar was always safe. Nobody fucked with you in there. Hey, but you you don't fuck with anybody in there. Either way. Those guys walk in there with their fucking biker vests and like, you know, I see people like this, like being rah-rah for Trump and I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I'm with these guys, but, like, but the other times when they're like flexing like that in a bar, you know, acting like they're tough guys. That'd be like me wearing my fucking no, gi. Thing, Can I wear my jujitsu gi into the fucking bar? Do you think that'd be no, cool? No, no, you gotta realize. You gotta realize what I had. I was a dork. I would show up. I was a dork, and they're like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "Ah, I live like a block and a half away." And they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck. We gotta deal with this guy." Right, because you're a local. Yeah, so they're just like, oh, it's just a local, and I could get away with, I could get away with anything in there. Well, you know, here's here's the thing: is they're looking for people that are trying to infiltrate shit on the pool table. They're looking for guys that are trying to infiltrate their little group, so they're checking you out. Well, they didn't want me. They left me alone. They're just like, "Ah, yeah, you gave up where you lived. You gave up where you lived. In exchange for your safety. I've been trying to get people to steal shit out of my garage. I haven't seen, I haven't needed it in like three years. Like, please liquidate me. Take everything out of my garage. It's true. When They've been breaking into it, but they, they won't take anything. They won't get past my grandma's artificial leg that's sticking up in the middle of the fucking garage. Yeah. Like a deterrent. Scares them. Well, I remember when we were roommates, like, uh, the, the fucking... Alley was like uh, a target for lots of crime. All of our cars got broken into. All of them. My passport and computer got stolen out of my Jeep and ripped in the back of it. And then I remember the morning uh, Sweeney said that uh, he hit the remote start on his truck and walked down to his car and there's some fucking homeless guy running through his fucking like glove box or something. Oh, yeah. And they got he's into you. They got they got change. into you too, he's Alex. To, he was trying to grab his change, and he was, he grabbed his he grabbed his gun. He goes, "You better move on, partner." <laughs> do you appreciate me? He did one of those cool moves. I do appreciate what? Sweeney. I do appreciate Sweeney for for a move up like that because Sweeney would, would would step up in a situation like that where most people wouldn't. No. I don't appreciate Sweeney because most of the people that probably broke into our cars are people that he invited over. Yeah, it could have been like, you know, people that are targeting us. It was totally that. (laughs) Do you think so? You think so, huh? 
Uh, there was a well, lot. Of... he stole his girlfriend's. He stole his girlfriend's car because she owed him like five grand. So she's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna send people over." Yeah, he had like fucking send people tires in the in the garage as collateral. Back to the house all the time. How many times you walk out of your your room and you're like, "Oh, I guess we're hanging out. Can't go to sleep." So tell me this. Everybody's playing pool. Oh yeah, till like fucking six in the morning. Ridiculous. Well, I lived outside of the pool room, yeah. and, that, and that was my pool table, by the way. And I did not mind people using it, but Jesus Christ, when I live right outside of it, like, hey, shut the fuck up. And you'd you're too drunk. Well, you'd you'd, 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 you'd be like, off, hey, that's, that's when you're off the pool team. That's when you're off the pool team. Yeah, I remember you'd be like, oh, so and so, we too loud. Like, you'd try to be nice about it, but, like, you're still here. It's like, dude, it's three in the fucking morning, and you're trying to play pool. Do you think it's all right? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's, like, coked up and, you know, drunk you from the casino. You talking about practice? Oh, I'm just talking about the random fucking times people would show up to our house and play pool. You talking about practice? Are you, well, ta- are you talking about, about Alex playoffs? Anymore. Alex was the one that was a troublemaker. He was the one that tried to bring that that bad that bad energy in. Are you talking about Alex Batanovich? Alex, kind of, Alex, Alex, I love Alex. He's my he's one of my best brothers, but he's he he can be a little. He has his own toxic non-masculinity going for him right now. You calling him out? You know, he probably listens to this podcast. He's been on it. I love Alex. He needs to come back on it. I'd love to have Alex Alex back on. I love Alex, but he used to complain all the time. I would be in the car. He'd be, like, driving up. He'd, like, he'd, like, tailgate somebody. And then he'd, like, flash his light. He'd be like, come on, yeah. And I'm like, where where can they go? (laughs) Right. He used to stress me out of the car all the time. I love the guy, and if he hears this podcast, he knows exactly what I mean. Alex is, he is a... Uh, Alex is welcome back on the podcast a, anytime. He's, he's a driver, tox, toxic masculinity. All right. When he drives. Oh, dude, dude. Alex, number 70, episode number 70, reference number 70, and then uh, have a comeback for us when you come back on the podcast. Just tell Danny that, tell him what you think about Danny's masculinity. (laughs) Oh, my my masculinity sucks. Sucks or sex? What did you just say? Well, I I just got, got home. I drank about four white claws, smoked two bowls. You already lost two. me. You already lost me on the masculinity part. Porch in my robe, smoking cigarettes. You're like um, more like a diva playboy. Diva I playboy that was type. Dinner too. I know. I thought that was dinner. I don't even know if I got anything cooking. Well, that's why I'd fucking listen. I made sure I had dinner. Made sure I, you know, got a couple in me. And uh, here we are. 
you know what? We should use Alex as our um, uh, man on the street in Kenosha, Wisconsin, for that written hour trial guy, the, the kid that shot all those people. I know he's like a oh, fucking... I know, I know Alex is a Democrat, but like I'd love him to be the man on the street when this guy gets let off. I already, I already, I already told you what I thought about Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, you did, but you, you did, but not the on the F- podcast. The the FBI just released the overhead. Uh, oh, and by the way, um, at the trial, he's like, "Do you know what he thought in his head? Do you know what he?" And he goes, "Well, he came up to me. He goes, fuck you." If we catch up to you, we're going to fucking kill you. And he goes, is Kyle here? And he goes, well, he's standing right next to me. <laughs> you know, so that was like the uh, defense attorney. Like, you know, and not not for Kyle, but for the other assholes. And Kyle's just sitting there going, because when you look at the overhead camera of the, uh, the helicopters that the FBI just released, it clearly shows that as Kyle is running one way, people are chasing him, and there is gunfire that is shot towards him. He stumbles, turns around, guy tries to grab his gun, he shoots him. Shoots, you know, he shoots. I don't think he didn't shoot anybody that he shot of. I don't think so either. Because he was trying to do something good. I mean, seriously, think about the other percussions. Let's say he just fell down and just said, I give up. I have a arm. I'm armed. I'm going to give it up. The people would have grabbed the gun from him, shot him. And in their state of mind, what else would they do? You don't think they'd turn around and just, you know, start shooting people that they thought they disagreed with. As you already know that if they tackled him and took away his gun, that guy would have shot him. And you got to think about that. Would he have stopped there? I think that kid had good, the had the look. Good question. The look of a snot-nosed kid who has an AR around his fucking. He's out there trying to do the right thing. However, he's going. He about was out there trying to help out. He's going about it the wrong way. <clears throat> he was. He was defending an area of city that he probably lived in or wanted to support. He went in there mainly for medical aid. I think, I think he was, he was I think he was a little, defend himself. I think he's a little obsessed. Would you have got, a little obsessed we'll with way. wanting Would to be you, a military guy and defend businesses he doesn't own in probably okay. a city he oh. doesn't, I, um, does he live in Kenosha? Or did he just come in for the action? Let's have him. Let's say this happened in your city. 
city or part of town you like to hang it out. It did so happen like, in oh, my I'm town. Go try to help Motherfucker, out. it did. It was called the fucking chop, choppity chop zone. I didn't go there with no fucking gun. Let them fucking eat each other alive is how I feel about it in a city. Go ahead. That's what they're there for. You guys, you, you figure out your own shit, city. I'm not going to Seattle to go fight in a fucking war. I, I have nothing so, to deal with. I'm not going to go to Seattle businesses and with an AR and defend them just because I drank at that bar. Fuck that, dude. That's okay. up, that's, that's up to the business owner so, who opened so, their business in that fucking town, in that street. You know what you're getting into. There's a risk involved in doing it. You know that going into business. That's what business insurance is for. That's not what fucking kids are supposed to be doing out on the street with a fucking rifle around their fucking neck. You use a rifle around your neck if you're literally being invaded. Use a rifle to defend your neighborhood, like, you know, a distance, like, between here and a block away. You know what I mean? A pistol is, like, short range. You know what I mean? Like, No, but put it, put it, put it this way. Put it this way. You're not going to... You're not... It's not your worth your effort to go and help people that you don't know because you, because me and you both assume that somebody else should do that. Like there should be local people. I don't know why things are all crazy in your neighborhood. It's not, you know, like my neighborhood's not bad, but you guys are kind of freaking out, you know. But the thing is, it's like, it gets it, it gets back to the point. It's like when you have to sit back and you have to sit sit there and go, "Oh my God, jazz is getting out of hand." Like like things are weird. It was getting out of hand. Like we've had so many weird things go on. It's like, oh my God, it was getting out of hand. And you know what? They were probably a couple steps away from like the good old boys from the outsides coming around and helping the cops out because the cops fucking left. Did you hear... Uh, they gave up the Capitol Hill Police Station. Our, 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 our Seattle cop that left, the female black cop that left. Carmen Bass. She's one of the... Carmen Bass, she's one of the top two candidates for a New York job. A New York what? Police department job? New, what? Yeah, she. Uh, New York job. What does that mean? A, a New York authority uh, cop job, like whatever cops do. She's a police. I think she could run for fucking, you know, Congress no, or she, she, she can do whatever she, she wants. She wants to be a cop. She knows how to run. She knows how what? to run an efficient. Yeah, wait, hold on. She knows hold how on. to run an efficient. Hold on. She does. Shot, okay, she does. Her people in Seattle would not let her do it. Okay, so here's the thing: she wants to go from Seattle to New York as a leadership role in police. Yeah, I mean, that might look good. No, on, that might look good on a resume, no, 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 but that's no, no, not no, something no, no, I want to no. do. Are you kidding me? Didn't we just New got York done changed, talking about New York. How that's the worst job in America. Changed, uh, You're telling you're telling me New York has changed, dude. We just talked about how terrible it is. 
No, but uh, what I'm saying is that as these things sway back, like everybody in our country has been like at one end or the other, and people are like, I'm tired of certain things, and they're breaking away, and they're voting for certain things, and these things are coming together. And there's going to be like people like Carmen Bass that all of a sudden show up and they kind of maybe do what Rudy Giuliani did. Shake them down. Call it racist. Shake them down. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't call stop, frisk, you know, stop and frisk racist when uh, it's a black woman that runs your department can't be like, ah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Black woman would tell me what to do. That's, that's kind of, uh, homo. That's uh, kind of you know, shit. I don't even have a word to say for it. We got to start inventing new words. We got to call it like, uh, what, what would you call it? Like, like black, black woman tell me what to do syndrome. I don't know what you would call it. You can't call it racism. You can't call it homophobic. You can't call it trans, any of that shit. It's just like, no, you don't do that. Like, like she sets the rules. She's the chief of police. Everything. All right. Well, I wish her the best. That's all I got to say. I, I hope she fucking has, it's the right move for her, but I think that she could have did a lot of other things, but um, I mean, she's already served her time well, she as, as do a public servant. In Seattle. She had to resign from Seattle. She yeah. had to resign from Seattle so, because they would not let her do her job. Yeah, and guess, guess who that is? That's the fucking, uh, the mayor, right? Who was Jenny Durkin? No longer the mayor. Summer love. Summer love. Huh? Summer love. We're going to have the summer love. She's gone. Summer love. She's gone. Oh. She did not choose to go for re-election because she was getting a lot of death threats, apparently. And uh, Bruce Harwell is now the mayor of Seattle, Washington. He was on the city council. He's a dude, Asian dude. Uh, pretty sure he's a Democrat. He likes Hawaiian. Yeah, he's pretty sure he's a Democrat, but uh, I actually, I actually looked at a lot of things. I think he might been the best chance we have. He definitely talked about he he addressed the homeless problem for sure. If if I think anything is that I think the Democrats are going to have to sway a lot closer to center because obviously what happened in Virginia. Is letting everybody know um, we can't go that way. You know, it's not like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. How can we go all that way and still sustain our livelihood? Like, yes, the uh, let's go, Brandon. House about the gas, the gas prices, and that gal's laugh. She's like, oh. You should get electric cars. I'm telling you. You got an electric car yet? I don't. Ah. I think you should work. I think you, you should. You need, you need to work. You need to work that into your bit here. 
Do you remember your intro that you told me the other day? I don't want to spo- I'm just going to say it on the podcast because you listen to it anyway. But hey, everybody, my name is uh, Danny Diggler, and uh, just want to ask uh, you got any Biden supporters in here? And everybody's like, what? Yeah, anybody we got some Biden supporters in here? Are you a Biden supporter? Me? Yeah. I support it when he shits his pants because at least he's letting all that. You know, I don't want him. All to right, die. I didn't ask. I, I, I didn't ask for a long-winded answer. Ask you if you're a Biden supporter or not. Oh. You know how many Biden supporters no. are in here? You got one? Okay, good. <laughs> don't want to be around any of those assholes. You were saying if a bunch of people raised their hand and said if they were going to be Biden supporters, you would go with the same. <laughs> you motherfuckers, all owe me gas money. You said that. You well, you, yeah. you came up with that on your porch. He, 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 well, no, because he wants OPEC to be like, hey, can you like open it up? And they're like, no, you're paying us more than you should because you closed down your pipeline, so fuck you. Right. So, yeah, uh, people who voted for Biden eh, might not owe me gas, but at least give me a Snickers bar every now and then. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Some sympathy it's, chocolate. It's, it's ridiculous. You gotta you, seriously, seriously. You realize what your decisions did, and the thing is, is a lot of people are still living in fake news. And the thing is, I always tell people, I go, when you listen to your news, and whatever we're talking about too, listen to two or three, bounce it off about three or four. Smoke a bowl, have a drink, whatever you do, wine, whatever, and then think about it, and then think about what do you want to do? Like, most people that, like, are middle income are like, eh, we just want to work. We just want to work. And you not, I don't know. I think it's kind of, uh, I thought it was like in the First Amendment or, or the Bill of Rights where it's like a you know, choice or my body, my choice. That would be at least a good argument. But uh, the other thing is, it's like, um, why don't you stop spending money that... Are you there? All right. We lost Diggs officially, so uh, that will be the end of the podcast, folks. We appreciate you listening every time, uh, and if you would do us the grandest of favors and uh, hit that subscribe button on Spotify, we appreciate it. Till next time, peace. Peace.